Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Kia ora, Coast Vineyard. Lovely to see you guys. Oh my goodness, you're better looking than Grace Vineyard. Wow, look at that. Um, yeah, I know, sorry guys. It's just the truth. They're better looking up here in Auckland. Guys, it is so lovely to meet you. Um, and just want to really honor Matt and Jacinda. Uh, man, they are incredible. They're not only Christian supermodels, um, but they've just got the most incredible hearts that love Jesus. And I've been so inspired um, knowing them for a lot of my life and just being so challenged by the way that they love Jesus and they love people so well. So just want to say you're in safe hands up here. And um, I know God's doing awesome stuff. So so great to see you all. And we've been praying for you down in Christchurch with um, the floods. And um, yeah, just I know that Jesus is holding you guys close. And I, I feel like what he's been doing, uh, what's been happening in the physical, God's wanting to do something in the spiritual of flooding into our hearts and reminding us of how good he is. And uh, this morning, I just feel like he's wanting to remind every single one of you how precious you are to him. And uh, we've also been praying for you as well, because just uh, prophetically, when you guys lose against the Crusaders again, um, man, it's, oh, well, it's just hard. Yeah, we just, just prepare your hearts for this year. Anyway, um, anyway, called Ben Toko Ingoa, called McGregor Toko Ingoa Whanau, Kia Fai Kororia Te Atoa Rungarawa, called Ena Toko Hine, Te Hine Tenua Tahua, Te Ao Katoa. So, my name is Ben McGregor. Um, glory to God, and I have the most beautiful wife in the whole world. And uh, her name's Anna, and we have uh, just two years ago had our first daughter, uh, this uh, little girl, Thea. Yeah, she's very cute. And um, it's funny because you know how a lot of people say, oh, she's got a dad's eyes or a mum's nose. Uh, it's funny. A lot of people say that she looks like me, and I don't really see it. But they say if you look a bit closer, she looks a tiny bit like me. Um, anyway, I still don't quite see it, but anyway. Um, but Thea has got to the stage where... I'd love to say she's a mummy's girl, but really, she's a daddy's girl. Uh, any other dads in the house know what I mean? Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. And um, every time I leave for church or for work, I'm going out the door, and um, she, like World War III happens. She just starts screaming and shouting. Here's a little video of what happens when I leave. She was saying, Daddy, please don't leave me here with Mum. But um, uh, it's funny. I, I got that text as I was on to work, and um, I just saw the video. And then my wife texted me. She said, she's just desperate to be with her dad. And I want to talk today about what it is for us to be desperate to be with our Heavenly Dad, to get desperate in our lives. And, um, you know, we can be desperate for so many things. We can be desperate for food. I know I'm a lot of the time desperate for food. Um, I'm a plus-size model, in case you can't see. Um, I love McDonald's. I'm loving it. But um, there's also, uh, people can be desperate for relationships. People can be desperate to, uh, for the blues to win, which, sorry, guys. Um, and we can be desperate for a whole lot of things in life. We can also be desperate for um, going to the toilet sometimes. Um, 
And yeah, one, one time I was in church, it was actually a, a bit like this, and um, it was a school hall, but there was like wooden floors, and um, we were transitioning in our church from in a different building, and so uh, we were having an altar call, and I was 17 years old, I was feeling broken, I was just feeling like I was burnt out, and I didn't have much to offer, and um, the pastor just did a call to come to the front and receive the love of Jesus, and so I walked up just as a 17-year-old guy with not much to offer, and I just put my hands out, and someone came and put their hand on me, and I actually had a really bad leg at the time as well, and um, and so he was praying for my knee, and then suddenly, something started happening inside me, and it wasn't the Holy Spirit. Um, I started to really need to go to the toilet, and I was like, oh no, this is like the worst timing. Anyway, I was like, okay, well, he'll just do a short prayer, like, be healed on my knee, but he just kept going. He literally just kept praying and praying, and I was like, oh my goodness, and I was like, I should probably just say something. I should probably say, oh, hey, like... I need to let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Um, I won't take Poulon, though, just a wee while, you know. Anyway, um, and so I'm like, oh, man, like, I need to say something. But I was too embarrassed to say anything. I was like, it was nearly the shame of, oh, I don't want to disrupt or what anything. So I just decided to keep holding on, and I tried all the techniques. I keep swaying. I just started swaying. I started clenching my cheeks at the back, and I just even started just, I was hitting my hands out. and was just going like this. And the guy, instead of stopping, he was more encouraged. He's like, yeah, more, Lord, more, Lord. And I was like, no, no. And then he just started saying, let it flow, let it flow. And I was like, no, no. And then the worship team started singing, let it rain. And I was like, oh, my head. Like, this is just ridiculous. And so I'm going like this. And he's just like, even more, double it, double it. And then uh, this man, this is where I just knew this wasn't from the Lord. He put his hand on my head and he said, I release the floodgates over your life. And in that moment, I knew he was working for the devil. And so I was like, oh my goodness, this is so bad. And I got to a point where I was just so desperate to go toilet that I was like, oh man, I can't even move anymore. And I was just holding on and holding. And then I was like, I've just got to let it go. And so this guy's praying for me. He puts down my, he's still praying for me. He's a great prayer, but I don't know what he was saying because I was just concentrating on my inside. And, um, and then I just let it out, and I, I wet my pants, and it literally went down my pants, but then filled my shoes, and then overflowed out of my shoes, and there was just this nice puddle that was just around the side, and I was like, oh no, but the guy, he didn't even notice, and so he just opened his ear and said, amen, thanks brother, and he just walked away, and I was like, oh my goodness, and I just looked down, and um, I would love to say I cleaned it up, but what 17-year-old cleans up after themselves? So if you go to that school hall, there's a nice little yellow stain there still. But it was funny because I got to this place where I was so desperate and yet I couldn't say anything. And I feel like God wanting to say to us today that actually he wants us to allow our desperation to override our fear for people, to override our fear of what people think, to override shame of the past. And Jesus wants us to be desperate. And I want to say this, Jesus wants us to be desperate simply because he desperately wants us. He doesn't need us, but he wants us. That's why he came to the cross. And he wants this relationship with us because he is a loving father. Matthew 5 verse 3 says this, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. And uh, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And what that's saying is 
as soon as you admit your need to God, in that moment you realize you have everything you need. As soon as you admit your need for God, that's when you realize you have everything you need. Because he is exactly what we need. And yet we are so worried and we're so ashamed of what other people think that we let it silence our song. And I feel especially for this next generation, we are um, so worried about what people think and there's anxiety and there's frustration. And um, it's nearly like the enemy's just tried to silence our song. And I feel today God's wanting us to have our song found again, young and old, to actually cry out as children of God and to be so desperate. We don't care what other people think. We actually cry out. And um, there's a man who is beautiful at demonstrating this in the Bible, and um, his name is Bartimaeus. And it's in Mark 10, and I've got the wonderful Nevaeh coming up. She's going to read the um, story for us. So if you want to um, close Flappy Bird for a second and just, um, just read through your Bible on your Bible app, or you can read on the screen. Here we go. Um, blind Bartimaeus receives his sight. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, the blind man, Bartimaeus, that is the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but one shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man. Cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and follow Jesus along the road. Beautiful. Can we give a clap for Nevaeh? Great job. That was awesome. So Jesus is walking along, and there's this man on the side of the road, and he was blind, and he couldn't see. And in those days, and um, you can read in the Old Testament as well, uh, when you had um, blindness or leprosy or different things, they would, instead of uh, invite you and they would ostracize you from the community. It was seen as a sea of uncleanliness. And so he was uh, by himself. He may not have um, had any physical touch or had embraced from people for years. And so he's sitting by himself. He knows what isolation is. And everybody knew about him. Everybody knew him as a blind man. Everybody knew about him, but no one actually knew him. And yet Jesus knew him. Jesus saw him. And I just want to say to you today, some people, you may feel people know about your situation, but no one actually knows you. Jesus knows you. He sees you. And so this whole crowd's coming along, and this guy Bartimaeus, he hears um, that Jesus is along, and he just starts to shout out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, which is actually saying that he believes that this man, Jesus, is the Messiah. He is the king, the son of David and the lion and the generation. He was the one that was going to come. It's funny, he was physically blind and yet spiritually he could see what other people couldn't see. And so he was calling out, son of David, have mercy on me. And then all of these people just started saying, shush, be quiet. Don't, he, Jesus doesn't have time for you. And usually at that point, I think a lot of us would probably stop shouting. Who would, who would probably stop shouting if people were telling you to be quiet? Discouragement gets the best of us. 
sometimes a fence. Oh, no, no, that's cool. No, no, I don't want to see Jesus anyway. No, no, that's fine. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no. And we start to make these excuses and we start to feel a fence in our heart. But uh, but Bartimaeus was too desperate to be overwhelmed by offense or by discouragement or by silencing the, uh, the people around him. And so do you know what he does? He shouts all the more. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He starts lifting his voice. And this is my first point that I want to say. When we are desperate enough for Jesus, he turns that into passion. Passion, what a great word. It is a reminder that actually when our hearts are right with Jesus, we can't be tamed by the things around us. Think of a little fire that when you start it, and then a little wind comes along, it just blows out. But if the fire is big enough, then actually when the wind comes, it just sets it all the more off. It's more of a spark for it, and it's more um, fuel to the flames. And that's exactly what happens when desperation is enough in our hearts. Anyone that anyone else says just says, okay, I'm going to shout them more. And Jesus wants us to be a passionate people. He wants us to come alive as we are passionate enough to seek him because he is passionate in seeking us. Everything that we say today of how uh, a desperation is everything he is. He is the God of passion. He is passionate for us. Second one is purpose. We see that um, Jesus stops and he says, call the man. And so this man jumps up and runs to Jesus. And Jesus asks the most bizarre question in the world. He says, what do you want me to do for you? It's like the man says, oh, um, could I please have some fries, uh, some McDonald's, uh, some, maybe a Big Mac, Hunger Buster, two for two dollar hash browns. Uh, what else on the menu? I can't see the menu. He can't see. He can't see. He wouldn't be able to read the menu. He, he's literally in this place where he's not trying to avoid it. And Jesus is saying in this place, are you desperate enough to actually find your purpose? Are you actually desperate enough to ask me directly what you're wanting? And so this man says, Lord, I want to see. And the Lord is wanting to open our eyes today. He's wanting us to come in our desperation. And I believe that Jesus is wanting to do miracles here this morning. He's wanting to come and bring healing. We saw Jesus do some incredible miracles yesterday at the conference with the kids. And um, I just want to show that he's here. If you've got any pain in your body right now, I'd just love you to stand to your feet. If you've got pain in your head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes, uh, some backs, I feel like someone slipped a disc in their back as well, and it's been really sore. Man, you guys are a healthy bunch. Look at this. Anybody else? Any pain at all? Maybe you got a cold, um, sore throat. Someone um, hurt their leg, from, like they were biking, and something happened with their leg. Is that anybody else here? Yeah. Um, and so Jesus is here right now. And he's given us authority, and he, his presence is already here, and he loves to meet with us. And so what I want you to do, if you're standing up, if it's legal and appropriate, just um, try out if there's any difference. So if you've got a sore back, just move it a little bit. If you've got a sore arm, just move it. And just give me a wave if there's any difference right now. So just go ahead and just try out. See if there's any difference. And just um, give me a little wave if there's anything. You can just notice a little bit of difference right now. If there's anything that's changed whatsoever in your body. Yep. Down the back. What was wrong before? Yeah. Shoulder pain. And how's it now? 
how's the shoulder pain? Oh, sorry. Oh, well, are you both, have you both got shoulder pain? Oh, there's like a double line. Sorry. <laughs> and a uh, woman at the front with the, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Shoulder pain? Oh, sorry. No, you, your back pain. Oh, okay. It wasn't quite a double line. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, what was the, and your back? Back injury. And how's it feeling now? 50% better. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Let's give God a clap for that. That's awesome. That's so good. That's awesome. And who prayed for you? You prayed for yourself. Oh, that's great. That's initiative right there. Kiwi ingenuity, people. Um, but, you know, nobody else was praying around the way. We weren't laying hands on it. And Jesus brought healing. And, you know, this is because Jesus loves to bring healing. He is so ready to come and meet with us, but sometimes we're not as ready to receive. And it's that step of faith. So that's awesome. I just feel like there's other people that God's bringing healing to right now. So I feel like faith's lifted even in the room as we've shared that. So just go ahead and just try out, see if there's any difference. If there's sore back, sore leg, whatever it is. And just give me a wave if there's any difference right now. Just see if anything's changed whatsoever. Anybody else around? Just give me a little wave. There's no pressure. Yep. There's no pressure if um, there's no pain because there's nothing in it for me. <laughs> yep. A frozen shoulder. Wow. A frozen shoulder that was worse and then it's slowly gone better. How's it feeling now? Wow, so you can, it's gone, like the thing, or it's nearly gone. Not your shoulder, your shoulder's not gone. No, your shoulder's still there, that's good. So that is beautiful. God is bringing healing right now. That's awesome. I just felt God saying over you that you are a woman of prayer, and um, you are someone that has stood beside people, and um, there has been pain that they've walked through in their life, and you are someone that has held their hand and walked beside them. And God is just saying he's holding your hand and he's walking beside you as well. He loves you. And um, he is holding on to your wider family as well. So you're amazing, my friend. Awesome, guys. So God is here. What we're going to do is just keep standing for a second. Because now this is the exciting bit for us. Where if you've got a heartbeat, Jesus wants to use you. So if you're around any of these people, if you guys just put your hand up for a second. Um, that are standing up. And if you're around anyone um, and you've got a heartbeat, just go put your hand on their shoulder. And we're just going to pray our best prayer for them for 30 seconds. Literally, Jesus used one word to pray for people. He just said, see, to the blind eyes. So you don't have to pray long prayers. Just pray your best prayer, whatever you're feeling on your heart. And let's just ask God for healing right now. We just believe Jesus is here. Thank you, Jesus. I feel like someone else has had some stomach problems and you didn't stand up, but there's been real pain in your stomach as well. And Lord, we just speak right now complete healing over that stomach and the pain be gone in Jesus' name. Someone else has suffered from migraines and um, just these last few weeks they've gotten even worse and we just speak complete healing over those migraines in Jesus' name. So just go ahead and just um, pray your best prayer over the people that are around you. Hopefully no shoulders actually disappear. Great job, guys. And now just ask them how it is. Ask them if there's any difference. Ask them to just move around and see if there's any change. And um, if there is, just give us a wave. Just, yep, 
Awesome. Praise the Lord. Let's give God a clap for that. It's so cool. What was, Susie, what was sore before? Arthritis in your knees? And how's it feeling? You don't feel the arthritis? Come on. How long have you had that? Years. Come on. Let's give God a clap for that. It's awesome. This is so cool. I just want to say, this isn't me. I haven't sprayed any pixie dust around the room or anything like this. This is Jesus. He's wanting to meet with us, and he wants to meet with each of us and use each of us. But it's actually stepping out into our purpose. And sometimes we feel so weak. We feel like we actually can't see these things happen. But God loves to use us in our weakness. And um, I was in Africa. I got the incredible privilege to go over there a few years ago. And I was walking along, um, and I was just so excited for healing because, I mean, I had heard all the stories of healing. If you want to see healing, you go to Africa. And um, they're just so hungry there for Jesus. And so I was walking on the street, and the first person I um, prayed for, um, she, it was an old lady, and she had no feet and no hands. And um, I prayed, and we, I was like really believing. I was like, oh, I'm going to see a hand grow out. This is going to be handy. Um, and so... You got to hand that one to me. Anyway, um, so then I just started praying, and uh, she looked at me, and I said, how do you feel? And she said, I don't feel any different. I was like, oh, great. Cool. Have a great day. God bless. And so I moved on to the next person, and the, ex- the next lady had the exact same thing. She had no hands and no feet. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what is, what's happened? And so we, we prayed for this uh, lady, and she just started to smile, and she's like, oh, my goodness. And I was looking at her hands and feet. She said, I had a little headache, and now it's gone. And I was like, great, praise the Lord. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and I wasn't feeling that encouraged. And then there was another person that was able, uh, unable to walk properly. And so um, we, we started praying for them, and then they said, I had a sore nose, and now my nose is healed. I'm like, well, everyone knows that. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But um, I was like, this is great. And I felt God say, just thank me for the little miracles. Thank me for what I'm doing. So I just started thanking God. Out of nowhere, this woman just comes, like, just shouting. And she um, said, can you pray for my eye? And this eye, I can hardly see in it. And I said, okay, okay, we can pray for that eye. So um, I just started praying. And as I started praying, she just started screaming. She just goes, ah! And so then I go, ah, what's happening? And I said to the translator, I said, what's she saying? And um, she said, she didn't tell you this, but her other eye was completely blind. And now she can see in her eye. And so God completely healed her eyesight of the blindness. Isn't that amazing? I wasn't even expecting that. (laughs) And I felt God say, I want you to open your eyes to see what I can do. I want you to open your eyes to see that nothing is impossible with me. And even when discouragement is there, keep pressing in. Keep going. Because I don't understand healing. Sometimes I pray for people and they get better. Sometimes I pray for people and it seems like they get sick. Sometimes I pray for people with sickness and I get their sickness. And I don't quite understand the whole thing, but I know that in this, it's an opportunity to trust in God. But um, do you know one of the most beautiful things with the story of Bartimaeus is I don't know what was more beautiful for Bartimaeus' life, is that he could see or that he knew he was seen, that he knew he was seen by Jesus. And this is my, um, on this, I just feel like God is wanting to really actually allow us to know that he sees us, that he loves us, that he cares so deeply for us. And um, I was at my house, uh, we've just moved into a house, we were um, 
uh, renovating it, and we just hear the shouting outside, and someone runs in to our house and says, hey, uh, your neighbors are having a bit of a domestic. And I was like, oh my goodness. And so um, the person that was helping us build was actually the landlord for this house next door. And so um, someone said, Ben, you better go. And I said, oh, landlord, you come with me. And um, the, I, he knocked on the door. I let the landlord go first just because um, they had a dog and I was a bit, bit afraid of the dog. Chihuahuas are scary. And, um, and he knocked on the door and I was hiding behind him. And, um, and this guy comes out and he says, oh, look, now you've annoyed the neighbors and everything. And it was really cross. And um, the, my, uh, my friend, the landlord, stood in between them and was just trying to calm the situation down. And I had this chocolate in my pocket. And I don't think very quickly. But um, I just pulled out this chocolate bar. And as they were shouting, I said, looks like somebody needs some chocolate. Not the smartest move I've ever had. And then my whole life flashed before my eyes, actually. And the weirdest thing happened. The guy that was um, angry just started laughing. He's just like, <laughs> he said, you gave me chocolate last week, didn't you? And I was like, yes. And he said, that's amazing. And he came and he had the chocolate and he started to share his story with me. And he said, I didn't have a uh, dad in my life and I just feel so angry. And I've, I actually used to walk with Jesus, but I've had this pain that I've been holding on to. And he said, it's like I've been uh, so desperate for Jesus, but I don't know where to go. And I said, well, Jesus just has his arms wide open. And as I said that, he just started weeping and weeping. And I got to hug him, and he um, just said, you know, now I feel the Father's love again. And I, I just feel like God wanting to say to us today that he wants us to come home to the Father, even if you've been in a hard past, no matter what it is, sometimes our desperation comes out in different ways, in anger, in um, frustration, in isolation even, in loneliness. And we actually don't know how to voice it, but God is inviting all of us today, young and old, to come before the Father. And my final point for today is that when we are desperate for Jesus, he not only causes us to be passionate, to find purpose in him, but then we start to praise. And praise is our weapon. Do you know our love in this, that last little bit wherein it says, Rabbi, I want to see, it. Jesus said, go, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. He found his voice. He found his song and he started to thank God. Do you know there is power in the midst of the pain that we go through when we choose to praise the Lord, when we choose to say yes to Jesus, when we choose to trust Jesus, I know over the last few weeks, it's been so painful for your church as well, um, just losing that precious youth. And my heart was breaking so much. And I felt um, God just actually saying just over you guys, he's a love that you've kept saying yes to him in the pain. And do you know, it's so hard when we lose people. And he doesn't want us to ignore grief either. We actually need to grieve. We actually, that's a gift that he's given us here on earth, that we actually get to allow our hearts to just pour it out before him. But he also wants us to trust him. And this is our weapon, that when we get to praise, we get to find our voice. And um, I'll just invite the worship team up, just as I finish, just with one last story. We were made to praise God. We were made to lift our voices to him. And there's nothing that blesses a father more than when they hear their children sing. 
when they hear their children's voice. And so me and my wife, um, just before we had our little baby Thea in hospital, we were at, um, she was induced, my wife, and uh, we were in there for 72 hours before we saw anything. It was a very long time, and it was very painful. And um, then um, everything started to go well, and we were really excited, and this baby looks like it was just about to come. And then suddenly, um, the heart rate of our baby dropped. And this, um, the doctor pressed the emergency button. All these people started running in. And I was just freaking out. My uh, mother-in-law, who's a nurse, she said, Ben, start praying. This doesn't look good. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Am I going to lose this little baby? And I was just um, freaking out. And I didn't really feel much, but I just kept saying, God, I'm so desperate to see this little baby. And so uh, as the heart rate had dropped, I just kept praying, and then they said, we're going to give her a, a cesarean, and so um, we rushed off, and I just kept praying, and so as the cesarean was happening, I was like, Lord, uh, Lord, may something happen, may something change, and then I hear the most beautiful worship song I've ever heard before. It sounded like this. <laughs> Did you understand that? <laughs> and do you know what? That was the most powerful worship song I've ever heard. I don't exactly speak babyish, but I think my little girl was saying, Praise the Lord. And do you know, nothing blesses my heart more. In that moment of just being able to hear my little girl sing, to hear her voice, and I was so worried. And then my father heart was so comforted in that moment because I knew that my little girl was alive. And do you know our Heavenly Father feels the exact same way? Some of you have been silent for a long time. Some of you have been in a lot of pain, and God is a good Father. He's just saying, just come to me. You don't have to have it all together. Come with the strange melodies of screaming, of crying, of pain, of hurt in your life, but just come to me. Let him hear your voice. So I'd love us to stand to our feet as we finish today. Why don't we just open our hands? Um, we're not holding in, uh, using the force or anything when we hold our hands out. It's just a sign to just receive God's love. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Just speak right now to the in people's hearts where there has been deep hurt that has been there for so long. I feel like some people have been in deep pain and offense. And there's, there's been this thing in your life where people have hurt you and it's been so hard to let it go and you've tried to give it to God, but it keeps coming up. And Jesus is just saying, come to him today. Just let him heal your heart. Let him remind you how much he loves you. For some of us, there's been loss in our lives. And God is wanting us to come to him in our loss. Do you know, I actually just really feel God saying, some people just need to cry. Some people need to let it go to actually cry out to God. Come, Lord Jesus. Just want to give full permission if you don't feel like you're a crier, maybe that's been an, an excuse for maybe a while, but just let Jesus come and bring healing to your heart today.
Come, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thanks so much for joining us for today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you are keen to find out a little bit more about us as a church whanau or you'd like to touch base, then you can go to coast.org.nz and there you'll find information about our in-person services, online services, various resources and activities. Enjoy the day. Be blessed.